Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. As always, I'm your host, John June, and of course, as always, got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, you. what is good, man? What's going on, fantasy people? Your week ten going on. It's about to be over uh, with this Bears game, but uh, yeah, yo, it's it's a good week. Um, a lot of weather again affecting a lot of these games, uh, but we gotta keep moving forward. We're so close, man, to the playoff time, yo. Oh man, you know, way better spot. I was saying last year, you know, getting more wins. Uh, it's always good to you know feel like you're in playoffs and uh, you know coming down to these stretching. Uh, get to you know adding those safety net running backs and stuff like that like you know because you're preparing for more games in, in week 13 and on yeah absolutely man and i'm glad you you mentioned that about the playoffs because um even if you're not in the playoffs right we talked about it that was one of our tips earlier in the year for when we were doing season-long manager tips is that you know pay attention even if you're not in the playoffs right these are the times where you're going to find out about uh, some of these breakouts, like the DeAndre Swift breakouts, mm-hmm. or, or you know what a guy like Brandon Ayuk is doing right now at this time, right? Obviously, guys, we're gonna get to as we recap Week Ten, uh, you know, recap uh, this week as we always do, running through the top twelves. But um, you know, like Greg is saying, this is a stretch run, so you know, either you're 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 in one position, you're in one of three positions, right? Uh, you're either in you know first place hopefully trying to lock up a number one seed uh, or two seed or something along those lines trying to get that by and now you're adding you know your um your backup running backs your insurance policies right like if you have dalvin cook you're you're going and you're getting alexander madison if you've got you know ezekiel elliott i'm just using an example right not you're going out and getting tony pollard so doing mm-hmm. those things or you you could the second position you could be in you could be trying to make the playoffs, right? Every move you're making right now is to win right now. Uh, so you're not trying, you know, you maybe you, you can't afford to stash, guys. Uh, maybe you're, you need uh, players to win right now or you have to try to make a trade to get yourself in the playoffs um, or sell at one of your studs or, or try to do something to, to, to uh, open up a, the door for you to win and get yourself into the playoffs uh, these next three weeks. Or the third position you could be in, and hopefully it's not you, but hey, we've all been there, is maybe your team has no shot. Maybe you're in last Facts. place and there's there's you're mathematically eliminated. <laughs> it's week 10. We're going on to week 11. It's definitely possible with the way this season has gone that somebody could be mathematically eliminated. And that's completely fine. It happens, right? But what you shouldn't do is you, sh- you shouldn't, you know, put it down, not pay attention. Uh, you know, continue to work the waiver wire like you not miss maybe not with the same intensity, but just listening to the show, uh, reading articles, uh, you know, re- listening to whatever other shows that you're listening to and finding out which guys you're looking to pick up or would be looking to pick up because some of these guys are 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 doing something or coming on in a way that, uh, you know, that the average uh, player or manager probably won't notice if they weren't paying attention. Yeah, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, maybe Josh Reynolds, just to name a few. Like a lot of these, uh, you know, late rookie receivers are just uh, prospects that we thought maybe had sleeper value, and now you know coming to fruition, so they could have uh, a higher value next year. Yeah, man, definitely. So with that being said, 
without further ado, let's jump into the Week 10 recap. Yes, man, starting with the quarterback position like we always do. And, hey, man, I said this guy was going to dominate. Uh, I Hey, QB1, by all means, I'll take it, man. Tom Brady coming up 31.84 fantasy points, 28 of 39, 341 uh, passing yards, three touchdowns, two rushing yards, Ooh. a rushing touchdown. Again, Tom Brady, after an embarrassing loss, uh, that's not a man that I want to go into competition with. Greg, what did you make of this performance by by uh, one of the goats? Yeah, man, you you got to expect this. And Tom Brady doesn't have two back-to-back uh, bad performances. Uh, rare, it's rare that it happens. Uh, yeah, no, awesome performance by him. Uh, yeah, they're, they're a great team at bouncing back. I, he showed me the tweet today about this week-to-week uh, kind of mood that – you know, Tampa fans and football fans in general have about Tampa Bay and how they go from being a bad team to being an ex- excellent team. So it's been a very up and down season, but Brady's been a QB one on the year so far. So it's been it's been pretty good year for him fantasy wise. Yeah, man. Shout out to Trevor Sekuma. Uh Does great work with the draft network. But yeah, he was going out talking about what the reaction, the overreaction every Monday has been to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But uh, yeah, man, Tom Brady. Again, man, after a loss, an embarrassing one, uh, it's not that he just doesn't play bad. He he annihilates the opponent. And so uh, the Panthers just happen to be on the schedule. Um, moving on to uh, the next quarterback, uh, somebody we knew would finish in this in this range, man, Kyler Murray, man. Uh, the quarterback, two on the week, 37.92 fantasy points and half PP. Half, uh, well, standard quarterback scoring, uh, 22 of 32, 245 yards, one rush or one passing touchdown, uh, also threw an interception, but 61 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. I had to call, I had to, uh, you know, differentiate that it was half PPR scoring here because I almost thought I was talking about a running back here in Kyler Murray because that's the production he's providing you here along with the quarterback scoring. Uh, Greg, what did you have to make of? Uh, what do you have to think of this performance here by Kyler Murray, who again the 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 Hail Murray as we're calling it now these <laughs> the today. Hail Murray, I like it. I mean, this man a QB two on the week with just one passing touchdown, and that that one passing touchdown is probably the play of the year right now. Of uh, what what happened and uh, the catch and everything that happened. So he's such an electrifying player. He's never done uh, the Seattle game. He wasn't done in this game. He's not done. Like you, you have to really beat this team in the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. He, he's becoming a winner. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, and if you started Cordero Patterson, you are extremely happy today. Uh, man just cribbed a kickoff return for a touchdown. Oh um, man, yeah. Not so good for my dynasty team. Oh man. Oof. <laughs> oh man. Oof. I'm d- dang. Uh, all right. Moving on to uh, re- oh the reaction to Colin Murray, man. Yeah, man. The the hell Murray. Uh, that was crazy. Uh, I think I don't. I hate being that guy, but I'm I'm, I'm gonna be that guy. Uh, it's it's just crazy because. Were because of that hail, the hail Murray, or that amazing pass, or that amazing catch by uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, to ca- make that catch in triple coverage, um, you know, basically creating a Jordan commercial that'll be iconic uh, forever. At the uh, unfortunately for Adidas, but um, we're not talking about the the two plays right before the the hail Mary. Where they didn't use the timeouts, or where they used, their, ended up having to use their timeouts because they ran two plays to the middle of the field, essentially wasting both of their timeouts, and they have to call that play with essentially like 
you know, more just over. Uh, I think it was like what eight seconds left, ten seconds left with that. Yeah, with we were that? watching the drive, and it was like they they just wasted their two timeouts on throwing the middle of the field, like trying to make moves. They didn't get out of bounds at all, and they put themselves in a horrible situation for the last play. Actually, yeah, it was just a terrible situation, and then it ends up that that happens. <laughs> so yeah, <man>. yeah <laughs> insane. Like two of the best players in the NFL. Like two like top twenty five players in the NFL just making a play happen. Like my players are better than yours. That's what happened right there. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh and Trey White, man, uh just could I guess just could not get this one done against against DeAndre Hopkins. Not on that play at least. Um, but moving on to the QB three on the week, and boy did he have a day, man. Ben Roethlisberger, yes sir, twenty six point four fantasy points, twenty seven of forty six, three hundred and thirty three yards. Four passing touchdowns, man. Um, what did you make of this performance by Big Ben, man, who, uh, you know, ha- was dealing with some wind in this game too, but didn't seem to be a problem for Big Ben? Yeah, no, nah, Big Ben was dealing it uh, to everyone and anybody, Deontay, especially in that first half, uh, getting him, like, you know, career numbers in the, in the first half at least. Like, it was awesome to see. Uh, mean, like, Chase only Claypool. in the first half? Yeah, only in the first half. <laughs> just in the first half, though, yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't mix it up to Claypool and to, yeah, to Juju. Yeah. So, yeah, he even got Ebron, Ebron involved for a little nice little passes and stuff. So, you know, he was dealing to everyone in Cincinnati secondary very weak. Um, so, definitely uh, something uh, good for him. Um, yeah, he should be, you know, it's probably the best game of the season that he'll have. Uh, I think, you know, it's still – could be like the borderline QB one for you uh, throughout the rest of the year, though. Yeah, man, he's uh, I mean, the matchup was great. The the thing about him is he's been low A dot all years, the lowest of his career. Uh, this game we did see him throw throw down the field a little bit, uh, especially with that yeah. that pass to, to Deontay Johnson. Who, uh, hey man, this the, when the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted this kid, uh, they they said that he their scouting report reminded him reminded them of Antonio Brown. And uh, I I I agree. <laughs> yeah, now nah, he he's he's really good. I mean, it's again again a guarantee that he's going to get ten plus targets. Um, ben is going to continue to feed him. Uh, they got Jacksonville next week, so start Ben up again. Yeah, man, he uh, should definitely dog next week as well. And then uh, rounding out the top twelve, man, uh, Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen said they finished his top four quarterbacks. Josh Allen, the QB four, uh, Aaron Rodgers, man, what wind, what snow. Uh, QB five, Matthew <laughs> Stafford, the QB six, Lamar Jackson, the QB seven, um, Daniel Jones, the QB Danny Dimes, eight, Justin go. Herbert, the QB nine, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, the QB ten, Cam Newton, the QB eleven, and Philip Rivers coming in as the QB twelve. Um, one honorable mention I'll throw in there. Shout out to Alex Smith, his first start uh, back in, uh, in in over two years, or you know, just over two years. Uh, from that knee injury, uh, the horrific knee injury, um, and yeah, man, uh, 390 passing yards. Yep. Of, uh, four. What was it? Uh, Fifty. Yeah, fifty-five 50, pass attempts. Fifty-five pass attempts. So, um, getting it done. Did not get a did not get a touchdown though, but finishes the QB 13 with 16 points. So, definitely uh, for those who may have streamed him or picked him up in two quarterback leagues, definitely came through for you, Greg. What was your reaction to? the quarterback week this week, man. Oh, yeah, no, nah, this is awesome. Uh, shout out to Teddy. Hopefully he's okay. Teddy two-glove, Teddy Bridgewater finishes QB1, even missing half of that fourth quarter, so that's pretty good. Danny Dimes, when he plays the Eagles, seems to finish as a QB1, um, and the schedule's real nice after this, so 
uh, after the buy. So that's good. And uh, yeah, shout out to Alex Smith. You know, uh, told him to go go get him waivers. Uh, they got Cincy next week, so he continue to maybe go get him again. Oh man, uh, yes, gotta sir. love that for those weapons as well. Uh, and then I'm Greg. I'm sorry. Uh, I know that I told you this when we were uh, watching this game. Uh, I I apologize because we're gonna get into the Jags now. I, I messed up your start of the week, Jared Goff. Yeah, man, that was it's crazy, man. I mean, it's all these rushing touchdowns. Every time they got to the red zone, it was just rushing time. It took all the ways. His touchdown upside. I mean, he threw for 302. I mean, so, you know, he had the yards, but no touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, the reason why I'm taking I'm taking the blame for messing up Greg's start of the week and Jared Goff is that earlier in the week in, in one of my uh, FFPC leagues, I picked up Matthew Stafford for a dollar of fab. Uh, then I realized, you know, why did I get Matt Stafford? He's going up against uh, Washington, who's pretty good defense. They don't have Kenny Galladay. This is like a waste. So I drop Matthew Stafford, pick up Jared Goff for $5 a fab because, you know, he's going up against Seattle. And so this is going to be great. And obviously they played in the one o'clock window. And by, you know, basically uh, halfway through this game, by halftime, I think, Matthew Stafford is throwing three touchdown passes. And so I said to Greg, Greg, I'm sorry because that basically means that Jared Goff is going to stink it up today because I I dropped Matthew Stafford to pick up Jared Goff. (laughs) Crazy man, so, oh, man. <laughs> uh, crazy. But Matthew Stafford is so weird when he his own performances too. With, with Kenny G, he seems to not be the QB one you want, but without him, he's for doing it. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. Uh, but like you said, man, shout out to, to Teddy Two Gloves getting it done. Um, Aaron Rodgers in the snow, like I said. Uh, Lamar Jackson got it done, not the way that I thought he would, but QB seven. I guess we'll take it, seeing yes, how he's been outside the QB twelve. Um, and Cam, man, getting it done as well uh, with a QB 11 finish. Um, but the Jags, man, continuing to stay on this this bad game. Uh, who had a bad game? Jared Goff. Um, uh, obviously, we talked about, but Russell Wilson on the other side did not play great. Uh, what was your take there, Greg? Uh, yeah, I mean, that that was just uh, the Rams got to him. The, the O-line, I think the D-line of the, the Rams dominated as you, know, you kind of could expect Aaron Donald one probably one of the best players in the NFL, like top five. So he took over. A lot of other players on that D line took over and disturbed uh, Russell Wilson from from getting down the field. Yeah, and somebody else who, um, maybe not top five in the league, but top five at their position, uh, Jalen Ramsey probably had a lot to do with that as well. Taking away, um, essentially a racing DK Metcalf in this game. Um, but we'll obviously get to that one in a little bit. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, they obviously coming in the week. This total was at 50 and a half, uh, by Sunday morning, the total dropped near uh, 10 points to 40 and a half. Yeah. Um, that, the wind definitely affected this game for sure. Yeah. The wind was definitely an issue. Um, it was something that we've been mentioning all week. Uh, I know I had been mentioning it on Twitter. Uh, trying to remind everybody that hey, this wind—it's uh, going to be an issue. Uh, you know, twenty-one mile per hour winds, uh, fifty mile per hour gusts. Uh, it's not going to be ideal for if if you know. I was talking to you, Greg. Like I was trying to pivot off of Deshaun Watson in two quarterback leagues, and it was essentially impossible because I basically would have had to make a trade on Sunday morning, um, and it wasn't going to basically work out for me. So I just stuck it out there, and luckily we got we got lucky there with Deshaun Watson and the output. Um, but Carson Wentz, man, what was his excuse, Greg? 
that ain't no excuse, man. That's that's that Giants D, that top ten, top five Giants defense right there. Well, I mean that and just I don't know Carson Wentz. Just I mean Danny Dimes is the best quarterback in the NFC East, man. That's all I gotta say. Ooh, okay. I mean, when Dak's on IR, I guess you get that <laughs> yep, one. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then Drew Brees uh, suffered the injury. Uh, it was, obviously missed this game. Will be expected to miss pretty much the regular season there with that one. So that's tough. Um, but moving on to the running back position, someone who uh, will probably see a workload similar to what we saw from them last year uh, when Brees went out. But Alvin Kamara, oh, yeah. 31.3 fantasy points. Uh, and he had 15 rushing yards, Greg. And he finishes the RB1 with 31.3 fantasy points. That's because he got two rushing touchdowns, also added seven catches for 83 yards. Uh, that'll pretty much help you uh, get that one done. What did you make of this performance here by Ahon Kamara, Greg? Yeah, man, that, that, that's the man. He, 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 we, just, we were talking about him before, just off air, just like I'm mesmerized by what he does every week. Again, uh, he won't. <laughs> this man is not going to finish under 15 points, I think, in, in PPR leagues. like he, He's going to dominate. He's going to continue to... Just be everything you need. This can't go uh, unspoken, like you know, over overseen or overheard. Like he's got to be on the top of the draft force next year as the number one pick. Yeah, man. I mean, he he's definitely uh, when you consider the injury concerns of the other guys and Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey, you could you know definitely make that argument there. Um, dude is just amazing. He's man. amazing. He's so yo. good. He's so good. Uh, moving on to the RV two man, Josh Jacobs, man. Going up against Denver, 27.6 fantasy points, 21 carries, 112 yards, two touchdowns, uh, four catches for 24 yards. Uh, the, Ra- the Raiders won. They won convincingly. Yep. So, uh, Josh Jacobs, this is the game script for him. Greg, what did you make of this performance here by by Josh Jacobs? Yes, yeah, this, this is good performance by him. Raiders are, you know, continuing to win games. They were a surprise team last year, and they're again, again – Getting uh, wins, so that's going to help Josh Jacobs uh, do what he has to do. Um, you know, he got a couple of receptions. You, I remember saying, oh, he got four receptions in the game. That was pretty uh, good for him, too. So getting involved there a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Josh Jacobs is going to be RB1 um, every week that he plays. That, you know, so uh, if the, the especially when the Raiders are winning. Yeah, man. As long as the Raiders are winning, you know he's, he's going to be involved. Uh, he will be definitely be productive. Uh, the RB three on the week, man. Naheem Hines. Uh, we, I mean, we obviously we spoke about him, but uh, twenty six points, uh, twelve carries, uh, seventy yards, a touchdown, five catches, forty five and a touchdown. Um, he's the probably the back that you would want to play this week, right against Green Bay. Yeah, in this game script, I mean, I have him. You know, he's still kind of under that fifty percent mark, so I'm talking about in the waiver a little waiver section a little bit, but. Yeah, he's the safest guy, I think, especially because mm-hmm. Green Bay one is bad against anything running backs, and he has the the he'll get the most targets. So, uh, at the very least, I, he'd be the safest guy in this messy backfield. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, the RB four on the week, man, Ronald Jones. The RB five, DeAndre Swift. Uh, I just felt good to say the back to back right there. Uh, RB six, Devontae Booker. RB seven, Rex Burkhead. The RB Eight, Greg, that would be your start of the week, Antonio Gibson. The RB9, that would be my start of the week, Nick Chubb. The RB10, Wayne Gallman. The RB11, Malcolm Brown. And then the RB12, man, Salvan Ahmed. 
some honorable mentions out here, man. Uh, Kareem Hunt, J.D. McKissick, Kalen Balaj, Miles Sanders returning from injury, uh, James Robinson and Damian Harris both looking good, getting it done. Uh, Greg, what were these, some of these uh, highlights of these stud performances? Yeah, a lot of high scores this week, definitely. Um, with Derrick Henry getting like you know eleven point four and still you know finishing almost outside the top twenty, like this is a yeah a good week for running backs. Um, I think we're just we're just we're just conditioned this way now after last. <laughs> I week. know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and just like the year in general, like this this is a this has been a nice uh, a rare. Yeah, it was a for, good week. It was a good yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, definitely good. I mean, JD McKissick. I just need more AG like for him to get. Eight carries, six yards, and seven, 15, uh, 15 targets, and you got you know for forty three yards, like definitely one just more ag. He's just the better guy. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. Uh, I think if this. I mean, if I, I think I'm, I, I got to fact check this, but this had to be the most catches I feel like Antonio Gibson has gotten in a game for these four catches. Like, cause I, or at least the targets, whatever that target number was, because I had not seen Antonio Gibson be targeted so much, um, in a game. But I gotta fact check that one there. Yeah, but, uh, I think Alex Smith was throwing a lot, a lot of checkdowns. So, uh, I mean, and then towards the end of the game, he was throwing it downfield more. So, um, definitely helped towards towards that. But uh, yeah, J.D. McKissick and both and both these guys are in play. Yeah, definitely, man. And then DeAndre Swift, man, making his first career start. Um, had over 160, 120 total yards in this game, 130 yards, I believe it was, um, a, a, rec- a receiving touchdown as well. Greg, what did you make of this performance by Swift? Yeah, man, this is awesome. Um, this is, you know, what we always said all year, this is probably the guy you want to roster out this backfield, and now he's he's also one of those guys coming to fruition. Uh, yeah, hopefully he can be a league winner for you uh, going down a stretch. Uh, the matchups are going to be awesome. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's, he's also got that safe value cause he's going to get PPR value and receptions as well. Um, and got the five receptions in this one. Uh, and you know, Detroit's going to rely on him more, especially with Galladay continues to be out, uh, Hawkinson a little banged up Yeah, Swift's going to continue to ball out. Yeah, man. He's been getting five targets basically every week. Uh, and he had 149 total yards and a touchdown in this game. Um, but he again had the first career start. Uh, it was also career high in opportunities as well, so an opportunity share. So, um, you know, the matchup's coming up. He's got Carolina coming up this week, uh, and then he's got Houston. He's got Green Bay, or he's got Chicago, then Green Woo! Bay, then Tennessee, then uh, Tampa Bay. So, uh, yeah, man, this guy, if, he, if he's taking that workload, it seems like he's overtaking this backfield entirely. So, um Definitely looking to that right there, man, uh, as, as positive. And then another guy who, I don't know, maybe he's overtaking this backfield, but he's looking like the guy that should overtake this backfield, man, and that's Ronald Jones, man. What would you make of this performance, bro, by Rojo? Yeah, I'm so surprised that he ended up with this line and the amount of carries after, like, the first quarter. He fumbled the ball. He caught it and fumbled the ball. And we're like, oh, this is that's it. It's over for him. It's about to be the Fernet show for the rest of the game. But, you know, Bruce Aaron stuck with him. Uh, shout out to him. And, yeah, he balled out, got the, you know, the one play was on 98 yards. But if, even if you take that away, he still had over almost 100 yards rushing. So he played well. Um, he continues to be an excellent rusher this year. It's, again, I you know, can't say it enough how powerful this man has been. Um, and, he yeah, I, I hope he continues to be the lead guy because um, it will be, be great because he can give you high-end RB2, RB1 upside. 
Yeah, man. At this point, I think the only thing standing in his way of being the guy is Leonard Fournette's catching, pass catching ability. Actually, rather, uh, Ronald Jones's inability to catch passes. Right, and hold on to them. <laughs> Let's say yeah. that. It's, it's and hold on bad. to the ball. Every, once again, uh, he's almost like got almost getting a fumble. <laughs> yeah, can't do that. Uh, it's gonna kill him or one, drop. Or like, yeah, it's gonna you know continue, completely kill his opportunities at one point, which will suck for you as a fantasy manager, but. Um, like you said, man, he looks so powerful, so explosive. That 98-yard touchdown, man, like... He yeah, I didn't know he had that speed. People. Yo, I, oh, yeah, the yeah. corner, I thought, <laughs> had him. I'm like, nah, he's he's got to get him. But, yeah, Rojo had created separation. Yeah, man, definitely. And then uh, somebody we got to shout out, man. That's Mr. Necessary, man. Wayne Gallman. Yes, man. Coming <laughs> in as the RB10, man. Mr. Necessary. He has been consistent. Yes, sir. I, I mean, look. It's the Todd, it's the Todd Gurley stuff, but it just feels better when it's coming from Wayne Gallman. You yeah, know? because you got him for free. You got him for absolutely <laughs> nothing, and you're sliding him in, and he's winning you games. Like RB two doing this right now, like you know that's that's awesome. Like giving you RB one weeks. Uh, you know we've been, we've been banging the drum of him to go get you go get him in waivers, and he's been he's been free in, in probably all leagues. So they give you great value right now, and Giants yeah, are man, winning. We said. We, we said it at the time, it's not sexy, but it's necessary. Yes, sir. <laughs> and Mr. Necessary is getting it done. Yep. Uh, gotta love it. These Look, Wayne Gallman, is he going to, you know, is he going to win you every week? Probably not. But he's the guy. He's like one of these glue guys that's just going to help, you know, hey, got to, got to put this guy in my flex spot for a few weeks until CMC comes back or something like that. So uh, definitely Definitely got to love that one there. And then, you know, Nick Chubb, his first game back, uh, people are tilting about that that touchdown that he didn't score. But I'm never going to knock a player, man, for for doing the right, for making the right play for their team, man. Yeah, no, nah, nah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, man. But Nick Chubb got it done. And then what did you think of Salvan Ahmed, man? I mean, I was talking about this guy before the game. I said, yep, hey, yep. Uh, this guy's. I mean, he he. There's a, there's a possibility. I'm not saying it's he's gonna do it, but it's within the range of outcomes that he could unseat the gas man here. Uh, where are you at with with Salvan Ahmed, or what do you think of his performance on Sunday? I mean, yeah, this is definitely a, a great spot start. Definitely, if you got him and and starting him based off the usage of last week, and he's again dominating the usage this week. Seems like the lead back who in this role, uh, not named Jordan Howard, whoever wants to be that, like is going to dominate touches. Uh, they just cut Jordan Howard today, by the way, which is crazy. And then so like you gotta I think he's got to be a guy you add and. For at least for next week again, Miles Gaston is probably gonna be out. That's three weeks. So, uh, yeah, he started. I would start him up again as RB two. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, Salvan Ahmed, he looked good. He looked real good. Um, you know, this week and last week as well. Yep. Uh, the only thing I think will that will save the gas man from completely like losing this job. You know, we love Miles Gaskin here. Not sleeping on that guy one bit. Um, but but Miles Gaskin. Has that reception work? Those, those routes um, that he runs. Uh, Salvan Ahmed has not caught a pass in two weeks. So, um, yeah, you know, it's gonna be interesting because I mean they haven't shown all year that they are liking to use you know multiple. They 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 use a lead mm-hmm. back and they gave him most mm-hmm. of the opportunity. So um, either Matt Breida was getting maybe five touches a game. One of these guys is gonna suffer. Right? You know, I'm I'm I mean I would hope the gas man would lose his job based off injury, but yeah, we'll see. Hey man, it's it's NFL. People get Wally picked every now and then. I know. I know. Um, 
Salvin Ahmed, I mean, honestly, if you put a number 37 jersey number on him, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah. 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 15.5 <laughs> points. That's a Miles Gaskin number right there. Like, that's yeah. this is a Miles Gaskin line. I mean, everything about it was uh, very Miles Gaskin. Um, just hoping. Minus yeah. the reception work. Yeah, minus the reception work. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I mean, this team is. Is with using I don't know the high hand, but they're they're determined on making moves already because two was planned. I don't know. We'll see what they do with Ahmed. Ahmed. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I'm gonna. All I know is if I've had Gaskin, I was I was trying to get in on this situation. Like I like in the league with certain people, I have Gaskin, so I uh, picked up Brita. And once I found out Brita was gonna be inactive, I I. I think I either dropped him or moved him to IR. Then I picked up Ahmed. So, um, yeah, man, he just gonna see what happens. If you got them both, just kind of wait it out, see what happens. Uh, you know, Jordan Jordan Howard, he was even a healthy scratch on Sunday. He, he like you said, he's been cut. So uh, Matt Breida was out. So I don't even know. Oh, Patrick Laird was basically been the number two. So you have to imagine that when Gaskin comes back, it'll be him and Ahmed basically probably forming this two-headed monster. Because I, I doubt, we haven't even seen Brita in like, you know, I mean, I mean, obviously he's been injured as well, but even when uh, he was, even when he was uh, playing, uh, he, he, you know, was playing sparingly. And then they just traded for DeAndre Washington as well, who we haven't even seen. So uh, no idea what's going on there. But um, moving on to the, the, Oh, actually, just want to shout out Damian Harris, man. What did you make of his performance? Uh, How did you think he looked on Sunday, man? Because I, I thought he looked really good uh, in that offense or in, in you know, in this game against the Ravens. Yeah, I was saying he's, he's a very good and ideal standard back. Uh, but, yeah, just as far as rushing, he's been rushing very well all year. Uh, last, like last week, you know, I needed him to get points. He disappointed me because he, he got hurt. But other than that, I mean, he, he's been getting high yards per carry all the time and moving the chains uh, for this Patriots offense. Um, you know, he's not going to give you any, you know, reception work, but he's going to get you more often than not, you know, 15 to 20 carries and uh, possibly 100 yards. So he's done it two or three times already. So he, he's going to continue to be consistent in that end. Yeah, man, uh, definitely. Um, and then, you know, some guys, James Robinson was solid. Like I said, uh, Miles Sanders solid. Kalen Balazs, though, coming through. Uh, what do we think with that? Justin Jackson ended up on the IR. Is that something that we uh, – I know I had some, some uh, you know, Troy Main Pope got hot and bothered for Troy Main Pope by the end of the week. But uh, Kalen Balazs, is that a thing in 2020? Um, it could be until Echo comes back. I mean, I would maybe one of those, like, Flex starts. Um, well, Eckler's not coming back until probably the fantasy playoffs. So yeah, week thirteen maybe. So I mean, that's another uh, two, three, three weeks. weeks. Um, I'm not. So you gonna I ride Kalen Balaj into the playoffs? No, I mean, I I wouldn't be starting any of these guys. I said I was out last week because I didn't go ahead and pick up the Pope or Balaj to try to guess on any of them. Um, I'd rather go get you know a Damian Harris. I mean, in deeper leagues, if you if you're desperate, you're gonna get Kalen Balaj, but. Wayne Gallman, uh, Damian Harris, Rex Burkhead, J.D. McKissick. I'm still taking all over. Kalen Balaj. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, Balaj actually. I, th- I think I read a stat. He, Ahmed, ran, he ran. All them. He ran the most. He ran the most routes. Uh, seventh most running back routes in Week Ten. Um, had 18 carries, 68 yards, six targets. I mean, that's that's volume that you're not getting from some of these other guys, right? He's yeah. got a workhorse role. 
I'm not. I'm not gonna. I think we do this thing with with Kalen Balage because obviously we know how how bad he was last year, 1.8 yards per carry. But if you just if I told you there's a running back out there that's gotten 19 opportun at least 19 opportunities in the last two games that he's turned into, you know, 12 plus half point PPR points in in this running back economy, you'd have to prioritize him. Yeah, I mean they got the Jets. You know, Jets love prioritizing us the run, so maybe it might not be. The greatest start for him. I mean, this week. good offense though. We're gonna still, you know, be in position to potentially score all points. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up. Oh, I mean, I'm picking up Herbert Kalen flinging it down the field for forty <laughs> yards. Gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm not gonna beat it around the bush. I'm picking up. I'm picking up Kalen Balaj. I said it last week. I wouldn't be afraid to pick up a Kalen Balaj, and then he went out and scored double digit fantasy points. So I'm just gonna stick to my guns here. Kalen Balaj, I think in 2020 is fantasy viable for at least until Austin Eckler comes back. Yeah. But that's just my thought. Uh, some Jags, man. James Conner did not come through. What are we doing with this guy, man? It's two weeks in a row. Matchup has been great two weeks in a row. But uh, where are we at with James Conner? I don't think you're in the spot to really be benching James Conner with the uh, volume he could be getting on a weekly basis. And, you know, uh, this is Big Ben's best game. So, you know, I, th- I think, yeah, you're still not in the spot to really bench James Conner. You're still playing with him. You're keeping him, starting him. Yeah, he uh I mean the 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 backfield was split up last week. I mean obviously you're going to start James Conner. It's frustrating, but the backfield was split up last week. This week got 15 touches uh after only getting 11 last week. So, um more touches there again like it's just again probably just frustrating. So maybe I would probably try to trade him, uh try to dangle him around in in a trade, see if I can upgrade. Probably got a week left know. for that too. A week left for that if you can, Uh, you know, but if you could try to go get up to like a Miles Sanders, right, something like that, even if it's just like a small upgrade, I think, you know, that's that'd be worth it. Uh, Duke Johnson um, did not come through uh, in this game. So, you know, what do you think of that? Uh, Obviously, we know David Johnson's on on the IR will at least miss another two games. Um, So, you know, are we concerned about Duke Johnson going forward? Is he a fraud or? We uh we're not we're not concerned about him. We're prioritizing him off waivers as well. Um, I mean, you still I think he still give you some value. He ran he did run well some um and in a lot of spots, but uh just I think the offense was affected by the weather and just as a whole. I mean, running the ball, passing the ball, they really couldn't do anything. So I would still you know give it another chance, especially with the UCG he's going to get. Yeah, yeah, no, I would definitely do that as well. I mean, that game was weird again with the with the uh, you know the wind and the the weather as well. Um, obviously, we talked about JT Melvin Gordon. Uh, I mean, Philip Lindsay did not get uh, any touches, nearly nearly any touches to be effective in this game. Uh, but Melvin Gordon was not effective with the touches that he did get. Uh, what are you doing with Melvin Gordon? I, I mean, I don't think either any either one of us have much Melvin Gordon at all. Um, because we, I don't think either one of us was really into him this season. Um, but you know, what are you advising to people, I guess, that do have a Melvin Gordon? Uh, I mean, yeah, again, with the, the trade deadline is probably a lot of over in a lot of leagues, unless it's next week. So, I mean, trading these players is, uh, probably a little slim, um, in most leagues. I mean, you're probably Mm -hmm. looking in the waiver wire to see if you can find, Better matchups, best start, better starts. Like I think Wayne Garman's probably more intriguing start than him. I think you're just trying to figure out uh, a more optimization in your roster at this point. 
Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, yeah, he's, I don't know, man. He, yeah, like you said, Wayne, Wayne Gallman would definitely be somebody I'm interested in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just It's it's tough out there. Um, I'd be looking to play receivers before I flex Melvin Gordon. That's that's where I would Yeah, I mean, in general, saying. though, like, yeah, the flex, I think, should belong to the receiver this year unless you have yeah. a very strong RB2, but not a yeah. lot of teams have three who are strong no. running backs, so. Uh, the wide receiver is the choice of like this is the wide receiver for sure. Yeah, absolutely. The running back position has been so volatile this year. Um, wide receiver has been, even though it's been it's been more consistent. You know, yeah. let's just put it that way. Um, and then Mike Davis, man, I don't know, man. This pixie dust, man. I think it ran out. What's going on here, man? Are you, are you concerned about Mike Davis? I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you have to be, but I mean, that's a lot of these uh, again. The RB twos, and I mean, he's gonna get the ball. He's gonna continue to get the ball because I mean, Christian Caffrey. There was reports that he's still not gonna be back next week. So I mean, I it'd be hard for me to again bench him if I unless I have if he's in my flex. Yeah, I would uh, consider benching, benching him. If he's my RB one, RB two for some people, uh, it would be hard to kind of find uh, someone else that can, is gonna get the same usage and do better than him. Yeah, I mean, he he's definitely fallen from grace back where we remember him getting those 20 opportunities. Um, in this last game, he had just 12 opportunities. Uh, obviously, the game before that was Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey's first game back. Sorry, Dalvin Cook almost uh, booked it, so I, I got really scared. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, oh, by the way, everyone, if you don't know, uh, we're, we're in a matchup in a league at work and Greg and I are, we really need this win to keep our playoff hopes alive. And we came into this game down to Dalvin cook uh, by, or up, up on Dalvin cook, uh, 19.04. So we just need Dalvin cook to score less than that. And we win this game and our playoff hopes are alive. And right now it's uh, looking pretty good. Um, but we just need Dalvin cook to just not do anything. Um, but yeah, so, um, you know, Mike Davis, he's, you know, the opportunity has been a li- little bit limited. In the game before that, even b- before Dalvin Cook came back, uh, he had f- uh, 15 opportunities. And then in the game before that, it was a- another 12 opportunities. So they're not near the 20-point number that we were seeing. Uh, the closest to that was that 15-opportunity 15, uh, 15 game. So are you he's concerned about the workload that he's not getting? Yeah, concern workload, uh, production. I mean, yeah, it's uh, again, uh, tough. Uh, cause what are you gonna it, do, right? Yeah, <laughs> we're, 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 yeah. I mean, the waiver wire. If you if you're bold enough to go make that move and start people over Mike Davis and over Melvin Gordon, I I think it's time. Especially if you need wins, uh, this is the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, man, definitely. Um, and then. You know, Leonard Fournette, Zach Moss, those guys didn't come through. I know they were guys that uh, were being played a lot as flexes this week. Uh, so that was disappointing. Uh, but moving on to the wide receiver position, uh, the number one wide receiver on the week, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 22.9 fantasy points, four catches, 149 yards, and a touchdown. Greg, what would you make of this performance by Marquez Valdez-Scantling? Yeah, this I think at the end of the year he's definitely gonna be in the tops of uh, as far as like a dot and as far as uh yards you know what yards per reception because it seems like 
he's getting uh, a lot of fantasy points per reception. I think that, too, is going to be uh, pretty high for him <laughs> as well this year. Uh, four receptions again, 149 yards. is crazy. Last week, he had the two or three receptions, got the two touchdowns on them. So definitely a very boom guy right now, and he's booming more often than not. So, yeah, that's uh, nice for him. And Rodgers continues to throw it downfield. He's, he's like the, you know, Devontae is mostly Devontae, 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 and then deep down the field at MVS. So he's uh, he's doing what he's got to do. I know, I know Alan Lazard. I will continue to play him, especially if you need points. Yeah, I mean, he's got an A dot 17.4 right now. Uh, it's not the highest in the league, but it's up there amongst some of the qualifying receivers. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has talked about this guy. He's talked about, uh, you know, he, how he, he has all the ability in the world to be a good receiver. He's just got to have confidence in himself to, to do that. And Aaron Rodgers has confidence in him. Uh, I know, Greg, you often say, you know, why does he keep throwing Marquez Valdez-Scantling the ball? But I think that just proves the amount of confidence that Aaron Rodgers has in him. Uh, but you know what? All that could be irrelevant because the, the Lizard King is coming back this week, man. Yeah, I mean, that, that we've been saying that for like three weeks now, though. <laughs> Yo, but I figured it out, right? Right? Like, Look, we've seen this with Green Bay. We've seen it with their with their uh, medical staff, right? When we saw it with Devontae Adams, we saw it with Aaron Jones. We know that when uh, when um, Alan Lazard does get back, it's because he's fully healthy, and we don't have to worry about the oh well, should I not play him in his first game yeah, back from injury? And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just play him. We know that now because we, yeah, we understand I hope so. how. We understand how the Green Bay uh, coaching staff works. And, hey, if I'm wrong, then, you know, so be it. But that's that's the process that I'm going with there, uh, you know, granted, given the uh, the experience that we've that we've had thus far this season. But the wide receiver two on the week, man, Cole Beasley, 22.4 and a half PPR scoring, 11 for 109 and a touch. Greg, what would you make of this performance here by Cole Beasley? Yeah, Cole Beasley's been a great uh, PPR receiver this year, uh, getting a lot of receptions. He's been very safe, very safe floor. Uh, you know, not like just a low ceiling. He's, you know, he's doing what he has to do, uh, getting you, uh, you know, full-point PPR leagues doing uh, as a top 25 receiver um, uh, a lot of weeks. So he's doing well. I mean, John, I think John Brown got a little dinked up as well again in this game. So uh, it should be nice for Cole Beasley down the line. He was a good receiver to definitely uh, trade for, um, for sure. Yeah, uh, he he's does. I mean, he does some of his best work when John Brown is out of the lineup. Yeah, uh, John Brown has been dealing with injuries this year. Got injured again in this game uh, with a knee injury. So, uh, you know, Cole Beasley definitely. You know, if that injury is long term, you know, did not look good initially. But uh, Cole Beasley uh, definitely could be one of those guys, especially in PPR leagues, to get you down uh, to to get you down the stretch run. Um, the wide receiver three on the week also came from that same game. Um, crazy, crazy catch that we talked about before. But DeAndre Hopkins, 22.2 half PPR points, seven catches, 127 yards, and a touchdown. Greg, go ahead, man. Oh, man, this is uh, this is the reason why he is ranked 99 in Madden. This is why, you know, he was arguably almost the number one player as for the, the like in the NFL ratings like this year. Uh, yeah, D Hop is amazing. Uh, Bill O'Brien, this is this is who you traded. I mean, this man sitting at home. I don't know. I hope he watched this game, uh, see what he did. But uh, it doesn't matter because he's at home, not doing anything. So, uh, but D Hop is killing. <laughs> he's gonna continue to kill. He's gonna continue to be, uh, yeah, top five guy receiver and do everything with those tennis hands, man. He can. 
That man, he has his own custom gloves. That's how big his hands are. Like, he is D-Hop. Yeah, man, D-Hop, absolutely a dog, man, with those 6X gloves, man. So, uh, continuing the dog, man, whether he's in, in Houston or Arizona. Um, yeah, got to love that. Uh, the QB f- or the wide receiver four on the week, Willie Sneed, wide receiver five, Deontay Johnson, the wide receiver six, Stefan Diggs, the wide receiver seven, uh, Marvin Jones, the wide receiver eight, Keelan Cole, the wide receiver nine, T Higgins, the wide receiver 10, Juju Smith Schuster, the wide receiver 11, DJ Moore, and then the wide receiver 12, Mike Evans. Uh, some honorable mentions throughout there, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Terry McLaurin, uh, Jacoby Myers, Josh Reynolds, Antonio Brown. Uh, Greg, what would you make of these wide receivers this week, man? Yeah, another um, nice week for wide receivers, too. Um, you know, not that crazy boom, but everyone, like, seems to have a, a solid day uh, pretty much. And mm-hmm. the young guys mm-hmm. coming through, Ayuk, Pittman, uh, Josh Reynolds, and, of course, you know, you Scary Terry. Uh, and nice by, you know, Godwin still staying involved. And uh, Brady, you know, was able to get – uh, a lot of these Bucks receivers involved, so not a lot of, you know, we thought we could panic on maybe one of these guys falling off, but just not yet. You know, Tom Brady still got them all in play. Yeah, man, and, um, you know, the part that I thought was a little, was awesome was Big Ben, man, supporting three top ten wide receivers, man, this week. Yeah, man, that's what's up. Yeah. Getting it done. Um, you know, Marvin Jones filling in the absence of, of Kenny G. That's nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. Got Yo, we got to show the boys some love, man. T. Higgins, man. Oh, man. You know, this th- This is what you expect. This is why I don't what shout him out anymore. This is like, yeah. You don't shout if him he, out, that's if it? He's not, if he's not top 25, like, we got, we got problems now at this point. But he got top 10 for you today, Greg. Come <laughs> on, <laughs> man. He's killing. Against, against the Steelers, too. Like, shout out to that. Like, that's the, in, a, in a horrible matchup for Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, this, this man is, just, he's awesome. He's, uh, you know, I think a, could be a you know, top five dynasty receiver to have. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe down the line, man. Especially given the the you know the the uh, the situation that he's in, top five. That's rich, though, man. I, I mean, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> oh, I mean, rookie. Uh, sorry, sorry. I guess of the rookies. My oh, fault. of the rookies, of the rookies. Yeah, my yeah. bad, my bad. To yeah, yeah the rookies. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, man. He no, he's he's definitely been killing. I mean. Uh, it's got to be between him. I mean, C.D. Lamb was killing to start the year. Yep, yep. Uh, Justin Jefferson's been killing. Uh, did you know that Justin Jefferson is tied with Stephon Diggs for the most 100-yard games in in 2020? That's crazy. 400-yard games through 10 weeks. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, obviously that's a little cheating because he's doing it right now. Uh, Justin Jefferson is. He's climbing the top of these ranks <laughs> as we speak. So, um yeah, man, Brandon Ayuk definitely, man, gotta love that one. Uh, the matchup yeah, was hope, good too. New CD Lambert, I hope they sign, resign Dak, man. That's all I gotta say. Jerry Jones better pay oh, that money. Oh man, CD Lamb's gonna be fine, man. Don't worry. I hope I'm so. Not worried about, I'm not worried about CD Lamb. I'm not he worried plays about him. That I'm, worried slot. About, I'm worried about that quarterback, man. <laughs> yeah, man. You and me could throw a hundred passes to CD in the slot. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, man, moving on to the Jags of the week, man. And, hey, I have not removed his name from this spot for, like, five weeks now. Um, but we told you you could drop him last week. I I was hoping this would be a week where he would come through, but it did not. Uh, that was that would be Hollywood Brown. Uh, Greg, what was your 
thought on this game. I mean, no Stephon Gilmore. Uh, J.C. Jackson did did his best work on Hollywood. But uh, what was your overall takeaway? Yeah, man, this is this is Hollywood is not you know a, a, a fantasy viable receiver right now. He's not a fantasy viable player. I'm checking his percentage. He's 85 percent roster. That's that's a problem. Um, it needs mm-hmm. to be. I guess he needs to be under 50 percent. Like that. That's what it is. Like all these players that on the waiver wires we mentioned every week uh, are doing better than him. Like and they're still probably a lower percentage than him. Um, he, he's he's unless he's you've been benching him, he's been being a waste of of, of space. Uh, and if you've been starting starting him, it's been pretty bad for you. You've been losing games every week because of him. Yeah, man, he's definitely not has he's definitely has not come through for you. Um, you know, again, we were looking at the numbers today. He's eighty first in catchable targets, uh, and ninety ninety first in target accuracy. So, um, him and him and Lamar are not on the same page right now. Lamar has not been as good throwing the ball down the field, which is where Hollywood thrives. And the thing about Hollywood is you it, like. Because I, I know what these people are going through, Greg. I know what the, the managers out there that have Hollywood, because I have Hollywood, I know what they're mm-hmm. going through. They yeah. they go up, they see the matchup, and they're like, they're, they want to drop Hollywood this week, right? But if you look in, like, Sleeper, or if you look in Yahoo, that thing is green. Always. <laughs> every, they week. Play, they, every week. They play Tennessee this week. Yeah. And, and then the green. projection is usually higher than the, the guy you might have in your bench that you want to start. Yeah. Like uh, like a Josh Reynolds or like a Marvin Jones or uh, like oh, any of these guys that, you know, and, and you, you, stick, you keep Marcus Brown in and he kills you. Here's what you here's what you all do. Right. Uh, we advised this last year with Aaron Rodgers. And it worked a little bit, you know. You drop Hollywood right now. Stop what you're doing. If you're listening to this podcast and you drop Hollywood right now and you let him enter waivers <laughs> and you let your league mates burn fab or waiver priority on Hollywood tonight because they <laughs> see he's going to play Tennessee this week. I think that's what you do. I think I'm going to do that right now, actually, in my uh, <laughs> analyst league. Uh, Joel, go ahead and drop <laughs> Hollywood Brown right now, yo. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the best receiver on the Ravens is Willie Sneed right now. So he's been doing it for a co- two or three weeks now. So I mean, yeah, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lamar's Lamar. Like you looked at him yesterday. He was driving in the middle of the field. Uh, you know, Mark Andrews was eating in the middle of the field as well, uh, along with Willie Sneed. So you know, that's where he's that's where he's doing his best work, and Hollywood doesn't do his work there. So not gonna not not conducive to fantasy points right now um the next jag i got on here dk metcalf man um and i mean no fault of his own it's just gonna happen i know probably some fantasy managers were probably on tilt but uh jalen ramsey is is good how about that greg what'd you make of this one yeah i mean it, this was uh again um yeah Russell wilson to have a lot of time to get down the field uh definitely impact dk um yeah, I mean, I'm still not gonna panic too much on on DK. He's one of the best receivers in the game already, uh, and he he'll, he'll be fine more often than not. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, it's just you know, it's a shame because he, he's gonna get this kind of attention because he is the best receiver in the league. So, or not the best receiver in the league. He's <laughs> he's one of the he's one of the best receivers in the league, uh, and he's the best receiver on the Seattle Seahawks. So he will get 
the other team's number one corner, especially when the matchup physically is so close like it is with Jalen Ramsey and DK Metcalf. Um, you know, something that I was very interested in seeing. I know you were interested in seeing it, Greg. Um, and Jalen Ramsey made sure that it was known that DK Metcalf's only two catches came in zone coverage. So, um, not when he was on DK, not when he was specifically target uh, covering DK himself. So when they yeah, got Arizona was... Thursday night, and I'm firing him right back up. It's gonna be crazy. Oh yeah, man, absolutely, uh, definitely gonna be crazy. Uh, maybe we'll see, man. Tyler Lockett. That was when he had that 20 target, three touchdown game against Arizona. Um, he's obviously he seems like he's dealing with some kind of injury right now, but. Uh, other guys that did not come through, I mean, if you started Josh Reynolds, you were basically fine. If you started yes, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, you were really not. You were you were angry. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean definitely I mean I was definitely pounding a drum on that Josh Reynolds wave. So yeah, I like I like where he's trending. He's continuing to get the most targets on this team on week to week, uh, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh Ladies and gentlemen, Greg is a what you would call a Josh Reynolds truther. He has been for like three years <laughs> now running. So th- this this weekend was like one of the happiest moments of Greg's life. Facts, yo. Um, <laughs> but Cooper Cup, man, uh, this one's disappointing though because he. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, what was that? Is that Calvin a- Cook is. Dalvin Cook is injured. Oh man, it's the groin. This definitely he had a good. groin. He had a groin injury. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry guys. Uh, I just you know had a little uh you know had to panic a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, not a panic, but you know, a little mix of emotions. Let's just put it that way. Uh, Jarvis Landry, Travis Fulgham. I mean, Jarvis Landry. I guess we'll just chalk it up to the to the weather. Um, yep. Was not a great game, but Travis Fulgham. Um, yeah. James Bradbury, what, baby. What, yeah, James Bradbury uh, was. You know, he's really good. Let's just put it that yes, way. Yes, sir. How about that? Uh, Robbie him, Anderson. That's the only reason come, Dave get him and might keep his job. <laughs> For the for the Giants' sake, he really should not. Um, but <laughs> Robbie Anderson uh, did not come through as well. Uh, Michael Thomas, man, this one I know, Greg. He was your start of the week. Um, what is your? Yeah, man. I guess what is your take here, Michael Thomas? What are managers gonna do, man? I mean, we we were waiting for him to get back, and now he's back. Um, he's not getting it done two weeks in a row now um are you concerned at all i mean you're concerned because you don't have any other option like you're not you're not benching michael thomas you either traded high some very good for him say something very high for him or you drafted him and you're forced to like you're not you start him so i mean if drew Brees is out which he's probably out for a couple weeks uh, i you know if james is going to be the starter I'm, uh, i'm a little happy about that for fantasy land yeah, I mean, if Jameis is a starter, it's probably good for Fantasyland. Probably not good for Michael Thomas overall, though, maybe. You know, nah, you'd be slinging it down to MT, yo. <laughs> That's the problem, right? We're used to Michael Thomas catching 80%, 90% of his passes. There's no way he's catching those from J- from Jameis Winston. Yeah, um, but, you know, maybe they could be, like, 16, 17 yards down the field, though, you know. 
down, you know. Yeah, you I mean, need that high catch rate if he's getting some good yardages. Yeah, I mean, I just don't, we haven't seen Michael Thomas really be that in his career. He's he's been yeah. a lower ADOT guy. He's you know worked you know the middle of the field. Uh, he goes deep a little bit every now and then, but his 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 work is done, you know, short in, in the short to intermediate area, uh, high percentage passes and whatnot. Uh, even though he doesn't like being called slant boy, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. I mean, if I'm, if I would say this, if I am a, uh, if I am a, you know, one of those teams that we talked about earlier, that's in the bye week, you know, uh, you know, in position to to get that bye. Uh, I'm potentially going to, um, you know, maybe target Michael Thomas in a trade. You know, if I can, uh, you know, maybe convince the manager that Travis Fulgham's last game was was just a fluke, and if you look at his previous games, that they were really good, or you know, like maybe even uh, DJ Moore selling him off of this this game that he had and buying up into a Michael Thomas. I think that's I think that's maybe viable if you're not concerned about uh Jameis Winston going forward. And Dalvin Cook is back in the game, so that's good news. There we go. Um but yeah, AJ Brown, Curtis Samuel, uh you know, Rob Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore ate, so Curtis Samuel didn't eat. Um Christian Kirk didn't come through this week in the matchup against Buffalo. Um Greg, any other guys that didn't come through for for fantasy managers this week that I didn't mention? Um, not nah, pretty much covered. Uh, yeah, most of the the main guys. Yeah. Oh man, can we just throw this whole position in the Jags list? Like the whole I mean, we don't thing? honestly we don't have to talk about the tight end position. Like we could just talk about <laughs> Gronk and Hunter Henry and Mark Andrews for being relevant, but that's about it. i mean for the sake for the sake of consistency we'll run we'll round out this top 12 still but uh gronk 12.1 fantasy points uh two catches 51 yards and a touchdown uh greg what'd you think i know it was great right uh hunter henry (laughs) yep 11 fantasy points four catches 30 yards and a touchdown this one i actually want to hear what you have to say about it because this one i think is important Oh, that's this was definitely good. Uh, bounce back week. Got that touchdown. Got more than two two receptions. Got more than three receptions. Actually, got four receptions. So, um, yeah, hopefully you can you know, maybe gain a little momentum with the herb. You know, that's a great quarterback to be attached to. Maybe the the best to be attached to right now in fantasy. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be the police right now. I'm coming in. I'm gonna you know the fantasy police. I'm making. I'm gonna shut that statement down. Oh, got Patrick right? Mahomes. Oh, Patrick, Patrick Holmes. Yeah, 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 true, yeah. true, true. Yeah, I mean, he spreads it around so much, so too. Yeah, maybe because Keenan Allen gets twenty targets. That's why you still want the you still want it from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still want. Him, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I'm actually kind of still disappointed in Hunter Henry because if you take away the touchdown, this is the same stat line he's been giving you all season. Four yeah, quarter. but that's every touchdown. That's every tight end, though. I guess. But I want more from Hunter Henry because we know that there's more in there, right? <laughs> like I know that I know there's a seven, eight catch, eighty to ninety to a hundred yard tight end in there. Like I know well, that. Yeah, I mean it is all relative. So he did get you an advantage over majority of tight ends this week. I'll take it. Man, Travis Kelsey is the like I would trade. I, what would you trade for Travis Kelsey right now? Like honestly, what would you what like what would you trade? 
I wouldn't be the house. I mean, like I would, I would, because because the offer would be the guy, the manager of the Travis Kelsey got manager would want a lot. So I don't think I would go try to get Travis Kelsey. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no way. And the Travis Kelsey manager should not even attempt to trade Travis no. Kelsey. No, no, no. <laughs> you have a a twenty, probably a twenty point advantage on your opponent <laughs> every week almost. Every week, even if Travis Kelsey comes out in a half PPR and just catches seven catches for, you know, 50 yards, <laughs> that's still an advantage potentially yeah. over the position. Because there's, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. All right. Let's continue moving forward, man. The tight end three on the week, uh, Cameron Brait, three for 31 in the touchdown. Yeah, whatever. Uh, then the Q, the, the tight end four. Did I say t- QB three? Wow. Tight end four. Uh, Mark Andrews. Tight end five. Farrell Brown. Tight end six. Jordan Reed. Seven. Logan Thomas. Eight. Johnu Smith. Nine. Richard Rogers. Uh, Ten. Durham Smythe. Eleven. Tyler Higby. And twelve. Uh, Dan Arnold. Okay. Uh, then the the Jags. Um, imagine going into this week right as like the Darren Waller manager, knowing there's no Travis Kelsey. You've got to be ecstatic, right? Yeah, especially if you're playing Probably like not. a team without, like with Travis Kelsey on the bye. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, Darren Waller did not come through. Dropped what would have been essentially an 80-yard touchdown in this game as well. Um, Dallas Goddard did not come through either in his first game back. Gets outscored by Richard Rodgers. Uh, Eric Ebron, he was my start of the week. He did not come through as well. Jacob Hollister was a complete dud, uh, one target, one catch. Uh, Evan Ingram, uh, yeah, I don't know. And then TJ Hawkinson, I'm willing to forgive Hawkinson, man. Oh, yeah, 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 we can forgive Hawkinson. He's been tied in one pretty much almost every week. Uh, so, yeah, that, that he, he can get a pass, especially with – I saw a relative, man. He, he's, he's done what we've asked for more than, than what you could give us. Definitely, man. Um, all right, man, let's let's – get into these injuries we have some to cover we obviously we talked about Christian McCaffrey he uh will miss week 11 Uh, Mike Davis did leave the Sunday's game with a thumb injury but did return so something to monitor there uh, with his status as well but um if you have Mike Davis continue to be ready to fire him up against Detroit on Sunday and then David Johnson like we said was placed on the IR as was Justin Jackson as was Devontae Freeman so for at least the next three weeks, um, you have Wayne Gallman season. Duke Johnson, Kalen Balaj, and Wayne Gallman all uh, potentially being workhorses in their respective backfield. Uh, Jamichael Hasty broke his collarbone on Sunday, um, so I don't know what his prognosis will be in terms of how long he could miss, but I would imagine that would pretty much end his season. Um, or at least the fantasy regular season, but Raheem Mostert expected to return. The Niners are on bye this week, so, um, you know, give some time for the Raheem Mostert uh, manager, or Raheem Mostert to to get healthy. Um, Raheem Mostert, I'm going to say now, he's somebody I'm interested in in buying if I can, Um, just because of the upside, man. The running back position, he was playing so well before he got injured. Yep. Um, He's the only one and in the backfield so, that Kyle Shanahan will give the workhorse like opportunity to. So, I like it. Yeah. So if I could trade for Raheem Mostert, uh, maybe the manager really needs to win. Uh, they need to string some wins together to be able to to get anything going. 
Uh, I would probably reach out to them and see what it would what it would cost to get most of it off their hands. Um, you know, and then Teddy Bridgewater dealing with the MCL injury listed as day to day, as I usually say, day to day means week to week. Um, but this, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, he it seems like he it's possible uh, that he could play. Uh, Matt Rule said he's hopeful. I feel like he he used that previously with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, and then Christian McCaffrey did not play in that game against Atlanta on Thursday night. So uh, would be tough. P.J. Walker is the backup quarterback. He has some um, mobility, uh, was in the XFL, was actually the XFL MVP uh, before that league shut down. So, um, you know, Drew Brees, also in the NFC, an NFC South quarterback, dealing with an injury. He's dealing with broken ribs and potentially a collapsed lung. So the Saints are expecting him to miss some time uh, and are hopeful that he'll be back for the uh, the regular or the NFL playoffs. So, uh, Greg, uh, what are yours, your reaction to Jameis Winston potentially being the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints? I mean, let's, let's hope he has, uh, you know, grown as far as you know, his turnovers and his uh, interceptions. But, I mean, I, I can't be – uh, you know, too down on it. Uh, I mean, you know, I think he he's definitely capable of putting up uh, touchdowns and putting up high yardage. So we'll see what Sean Payne, you know, game plans for him. Um, we'll see how you know he uses Taysom Hill if he uses more, or and yeah, how how Jameis is used. Um, but if you like, if you were the Drew Brees owner, I mean, manager, and uh, you needed to, you know, I think you can give Jameis a shot. Yeah, I mean, two quarterback leagues. I think you could yeah. definitely give Jameis a shot. I mean. They go against Atlanta this week, man. So yeah, I think I think Jameis is definitely playable for sure. I mean, look, uh, Sean Payton. He's gonna design a, a. You have to imagine he's gonna design a game plan and uh, an offense that is going to uh, accentuate what Jameis Winston does well. Not ask him to do so. Not ask him to necessarily do too much. Um, but I, you know, obviously expecting on them to lean on Alvin Kamara. Uh, very much so. Absolutely. So definitely. Um, can't trade for him, but shoot, maybe. Hey, would you trade Alvin Kamara for Travis Kelsey? Would I trade? No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Alvin Kamara is still getting yeah. more than Travis Kelsey. I still take out James Kamara. Robinson for Travis Kelsey. If you had a bunch of running backs. If 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 I had a bunch of running backs, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, I, I doubt I. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and then other injury, another quarterback dealing with an injury. Bad week to be a quarterback, I guess, or bad week to be your name. Bad week for your name to be Drew. I don't know either way, but um, Drew Locke dealing with the ribs injury as well. So, um, Greg, what is your you know reaction to Drew Locke being injured? Yeah, his uh, performance looked broken, too, in that game for sure. I mean, but uh, definitely didn't get the fourth quarter action we expected. Uh, the first two quarters were, were definitely horrible, but he didn't, he didn't come back in that one. Hopefully, uh, he could be all right, though. Um, yeah, unfortunately, in my Superflex League, I have Teddy and Drew Locke, so I'm uh, struggling as far as what, you know, hopefully you know, they, one of these guys could be healthy. Uh, I'm going to need to you know get some James action or some uh, P.J. Walker. Yeah, man, definitely going to have to do that. Uh, you know, I'm upset because I was so excited after watching the Raiders defense, who I played in DraftKings and, and some FanDuel lineups, after watching them, you know, just 
demolished Drew Locke. I was so excited because I had Miami on my bench ready to go next week against Denver. Um, yeah, but not going to get that going against Drew Locke. But anyway, uh, Nick Boyle, tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. He tore his knee. Uh, it was it was really bad. It looked really bad when watching the game. Um, and I know this isn't necessarily fantasy relevant, uh, and I say that fantasy relevant in quotation marks. Um, but Nick Boyle provides he you know he does a lot of the dirty work for this Baltimore offense, uh, you know whether it's blocking defensive ends, kicking out uh, you know kicking out uh, linebackers and edge rushers like uh, pass blocking. So he's he's very uh, he's a very um, important piece to this Baltimore offense and this in this run game especially. So definitely something to keep in mind. And uh, Andrew Whitworth. Of the you know left tackle for the L.A. Rams, he tore his MCL and his PCL, so he's expected to miss some time. So we know, uh, you know they, that affects Jared Goff and his ability as a passer. But, um, you know they've been running the ball a lot lately, so definitely something to uh, uh, you know keep in mind if you're streaming Jared Goff and you know they got tough matchups. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about though is uh, I'm sure. Do you have Cam Akers in the waiver portion? Um, no. No, okay, just that's fine. We'll just talk about him now. Um, I just wanted to, because if you looked at the fantasy production, uh, you know, Malcolm Brown, Daryl Henderson, they both, you know, they both obviously stick out. Malcolm Brown had the two touchdowns. Daryl Henderson had the one touchdown. But if you look at the opportunities or the rush attempts, at least, Cam Akers led this backfield in rush attempts. He, he, he got the first carry in this game. Um, so... This backfield, not saying it's trending towards him, not saying that next week you need to start Cam Akers and, and bench Daryl Henderson, but if, if Cam Akers is out there on waivers, I would just add him uh, and just stash him on your bench. Uh, if you have the roster spot, if you're not one of these win-now teams, um, you know, there's teams that need to win now, and you have the space, uh, I think Cam Akers in the, you know, with the state of the running back position could be a good speculative ad. Um, but, Greg... Let's jump into this waiver portion. What running backs do you have for us, man? Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, one. I mean, luckily, guys got Dwayne Gallman. He's at fifty percent. Proud of you guys. Continue to add him. Um, but definitely at first, like Naeem Hines. He's at forty-one percent. Uh, full circle. He was on week one, but now he's back here. Uh, he got the twelve carries, for seventy yards, and the touchdown, and then the six targets, the forty-five yards, and another touch. Uh, I think it should be you know a rest of the season. Uh, in that mix of the RB two with all the messiness of the Colts backfield, uh, again should be considered the safest with that PPR value uh, coming into net going into next week. Um, and then after Wayne that, Wayne Gallman Rex- this week or uh, Wayne Gallman or or uh, Naheem Hines if you had to, if you could only add one or who would you prioritize? Uh, Wayne Gallman, yeah, still yeah, Wayne Gallman with you too. Yeah. yeah. Um. As far as next, I'm going Rex Burkhead. Uh, 24% rostered. Uh, got six carries for 31 yards. Got five targets. Also, 35 yards. Uh, and two touches. Uh, one of that beautiful trick play we talked about from Jacoby Myers. Awesome play. Beautiful throw. Great catches. Everything from Josh McDaniels was, was beautiful there. Uh, you know, he's gonna you know continue to be involved as the main. When he's gonna be in there, he's gonna get all the pass catching work. From the running back, uh, James White has been pretty, you know, phased out of the offense. Uh, it's been really Damian Harris rushing the ball, and Rex Burke is doing what he has to do in the PPR work. So he's uh, definitely a, a, maybe a good guy for for deeper leagues, and also to give you um, flex value going forward. Um, Salvin Ahmed, six uh, percent rostered. 
He's got to be a guy that can give you RB2, maybe some RB1 upside next week, uh, especially that Miles Gaskin number, especially because the usage is going to be there, um, getting 20, you know, possibly 20 touches uh, until Miles Gaskin comes back. And I think he's still a guy you can stash even with Miles Gaskin there if, you know, to see what's going to happen. It's just very interesting because Miami hasn't been used to, you know, sharing backfields. Uh, it's been one lead guy. So who, who whoever's going to ask going to be is going to be very interesting. Uh, next, Keelan Balaj. He's 19% rostered. Um, again, had the good week last week. Uh, again, a good week this week. Um, so until Austin Echo comes back, and we, again, we reports of that week 13, and that's a long time from now for teams that need to win now. So if you need to flex, you need help at running back, uh, definitely I think he's a guy you need to go add. And then Gus Edwards, as usual, it uh, seems like he's, he's on this every week, uh, 36% rostered. But he's going to give you some safe rushing, especially in standard leagues, and um, can give you a chance to get a, rush, a, touch, a rushing touchdown because he is also getting used in the red zone. Um, so, yeah, that's about, about it for the for the running backs this week. Uh, where are you at with J.K. Dobbins? Obviously didn't play, didn't get much run in this game. Uh, we saw a, three, a three-way split, him seeing the least amount of carries of these three running backs. Uh, where are you at with him, and what are you, what are you, what are you potentially doing? Uh, I mean, he's seventy-one percent rostered, which is still, you know, very high. I mean, because he's uh, very one one of the popular stashes uh, that of the year, uh, kind of that that DeAndre Swift kind of talks that he will come in, uh, you know, and, and kind of give you value late in the year. Um, he has a couple, you know, a couple weeks, uh, week one, and then week eight. But other than that, hasn't really done much outside of that. Uh, yeah, you're. It's 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 tough. I mean, if you're in a win now mode, I don't think he's a guy that should be on your roster. But if he's still if you're in that one or two seed kind of position, I think he could still be a stash to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, he's got that upside uh, wait and see. But like you said, if you need to win now, then he's a guy that you probably have to. Uh, uh, he's a guy that you probably have to maybe cut bait on, or maybe see if you can trade him. Uh, you know, try to use him as a as a pot sweetener. Uh, yeah. To try to make a trade or something like that. Um, what about the uh, the wide receiver position what are we doing there greg uh you know as we say as we said last week and all the time but you know guys that who are the guys that maybe have this this long-term stay in power uh and then what about the guys that we're looking to play maybe this week because they have a good matchup uh yeah for definitely for 12 team leagues and going forward jacoby myers 48 he's only he's 48 percent rostered uh, this guy's got to be higher than that. He's got to be in the 60s, uh, closer to 70s there. He, he's the primary receiver in this Patriots offense. He's going to get the most targets by far, so you got to continue to play him. Um, he's going to he's the main downfield threat for this Patriots team. So And he can you know, possibly throw touchdowns for you too, so that's good. Uh, so go get him. Michael Pittman Jr., he's 10% rostered. I think he can be great, great uh, late season value uh, for you. Um, and it could be, you know, one of those like late league winners um, giving you value if you, he's going to be free because he's 10% rostered and he can give you some uh, late season flex value and maybe some wide receiver two two weeks because, you know, Phillip Rivers needs someone to throw to and Tim Wilson hasn't been doing it all year. Um, Josh Reynolds at 5% roster ship. Uh, we talked about it, the high target share in this Rams offense over Robert Woods and Cooper Cup over the, in the last three weeks. Um, that's definitely something we have to notice and, and take it, take in. Um, so, you know, Josh Reynolds should, should continue should be added and continue to be played um, as, again, as a good uh, a flex with some some upside um, as well to get because he's scoring touchdowns too. Uh, MVS, 
the boom play, the boom, the flex, 17% rostered. He's got to be a guy you have to have on your roster uh, right now, I think, um, just because if you need points to score in that flex value of that wide receiver three or two, um, he's got to be a guy you, you, you can play and slot in. And then Keelan Cole, lastly, uh, again, I think you can't keep ignoring him um, as being that Sunday morning receiver. He's He's been a guy that, that's been killing uh, all year as far as the, getting the target share. Uh, has been there for sure has been pretty consistent um he's 23 percent rostered uh and with jake lewin being able to find receivers uh even chris Conley sometimes in and dj shark yeah i think keelan cole's in play uh and you know the i think for the deeper leagues and maybe you know kind of is this a thing uh kj hamler he got a very high target share uh last week i mean yesterday um with jerry judy um julak found him a lot so if Julak's going to continue to be in, I think KJ Hamler um, could be a nice stash for maybe teams that are are, <clears throat> are winning or in on a high seed or in deeper leagues, um, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, Jakeem Grant, I think, has some you know value in deeper leagues, uh, especially because one Preston Williams is out. He was one of those guys that uh, got banged up, so he could be out for a couple of t- uh, time. Uh, Isaiah Ford got traded, so he could be that guy in the slot hybrid guy that could be used as well also he returns kicks so that's good for return yardage leagues and then lastly willie sneed one percent rostered uh yeah hollywood brown has been doing it someone needs to do it um and it's other than mark andrews it's been, it's been willie sneed mm-hmm. yeah no definitely with you on that um uh there was a question i had but i i i forgot oh wait no sorry there was something i wanted to mention uh cooper cup uh seems like sean mcveigh is back to his shenanigans uh oh where late late season cooper cup uh disappearing again crazy yeah so josh josh reynolds and robert woods both ran ahead of cooper cup this week so so they're running are they running back to the 11 then um i actually hadn't i don't i haven't i hadn't looked into it all right back to the 12 sorry it was just yeah, no, back, uh, it was just a blurb that I had read. Mm. Uh, so maybe it could be back th- back they were running back to 12. Um, but I, I can find out. Uh, Greg, what about these uh, quarterbacks, man? Who are we um, looking to stream this week? Yeah, there's only one, and that's uh, got to be Alex Smith with the 55 attempts, the 390 yards. I mean, he didn't get a touchdown, but he didn't turn the ball over. Uh, came on late in that game um, from all the dump-offs that he had to J.D. McKissick. Who ended up with 15 targets? Um, I feel like 10 of those. I'm pretty sure 10 of those were in the first half, uh, but towards the end of the game, got it to guys like Scary Terry. You got to be happy with him, with Alex Smith, because uh, I think he's going to continue to thrive. Um, and you know, they got Cincy next week in Week 11. Got they got Dallas in Week 12. Both two very favorable matchups for quarterbacks. Big Ben just had his best game against Cincy. Uh, Alex Smith, 5% roster. Uh, go get him. And then after the bye, uh, Daniel Jones has a great schedule. Um, he's 30% rostered. Just had another QB one week. Um, so if you're maybe looking down the line or super flex leagues, uh, Daniel Jones could be a, a guy. Yeah, man. Uh, any interest in, and I know what your reaction is going to be, but just bear with me. <laughs> Philip Rivers. I, oh, man. Oh man! I know. Versus who? I know. Versus versus who? They're going. They're going. Up, they're going up against. They're going up against Green Bay. Going up against. I mean, Green he's Bay. got. Going up against Green Bay, you know they're going to be playing in some catch up mode. I know that def- the the secondary is pretty good, but they're more of like a a run funnel where they let you run. So it could be low scoring too. I mean, Indy's defense is is good. I mean, they're, they this are is good. true. 
This is um, true. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe we don't have. To, maybe we don't have to do that. But I can't. Just, yeah, I, I, can't I know, Greg. You myself. can't. You can't. Um, but he was the QB twelve this week. Hey, if you if you could have pivoted yeah. from Deshaun Watson to him, you would have been happy. That's uh, true. Quarterbacks. I mean, teams on by this week: Buffalo, Chicago, the Giants, San Francisco. Failed to mention that before we started waivers. Um, but uh, Greg, any tight end? Is there a tight end out there that we could look to grab? Uh, Just technically, I got two for you. Honestly, you know, Logan Thomas oh, okay. at thirty five percent because he's still he's still at thirty five percent roster. He's been Kind of waiver uh, wire, you know, <laughs> of the year tight end guy, and then Jordan Reed, nineteen percent. I honestly had to, you know, go through and divvy up. I wasn't on production; it was all on targets. Uh, both these guys getting still high targets. <clears throat> I think Logan target Logan Thomas close to eight targets. Uh, Jordan Reed was, was well six six to eight targets. So yeah, they're going to continue to get that usage in the passing game, um, especially when Alex Smith is throwing fifty five times. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, I will throw. I mean, I know it's it's something that's gonna get thrown around. I'm, I'm, I would just want to maybe pour a little little bit of cold water on it. Uh, Taysom Hill, he is tight end eligible <clears throat> in some formats, um, and so given the state of the tight end position, uh, there is a thought that hey, maybe you know with Drew Brees being out, Taysom Hill gets used some more, and. Maybe I could just pick him up and just stick him in my tight end slot if I don't have like a Travis Kelsey or a Dan, Darren Waller or one of those guys. Uh, and while that is definitely good thinking, definitely a good, uh, you know, a savvy thinking, I just have to remind folks that uh, Taysom Hill last year, that was an expectation that Taysom Hill was going to be used and that he, you know, was viable. And, um, you know, there was a then you know we ended up finding out that they didn't they couldn't actually use Taysom Hill as much as they wanted to use Taysom Hill because they didn't have another backup quarterback so they right. they had Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill they they didn't they couldn't run all their Taysom Hill packages per se because they couldn't risk Taysom Hill to being hurt because then they would not have a backup quarterback and actually went and looked at the splits in those games with Teddy Bridgewater under center uh Taysom Hill averaged Seventeen uh, percent of the offensive snaps in those games with Drew Brees, he's he was up uh, near 24 percent of the offensive snaps. So, um, just keep that in mind before you go out there trying to prioritize Taysom Hill on your on your rosters. Uh, but anything else, Greg? Anybody else that we're looking at to no. add potentially? No, no, no. no. All right, man. What about anybody we're dropping to pick these guys up? Because we got to drop somebody. So like. Um, Obviously, we talked. We said to drop Hollywood last week. Um, yeah, Hollywood. Any- I mean, uh, the JK. If you're trying to win now, uh, you know, the, I mean, Matt Breida, like the Dolphins. You did not not name Salvin Ahmed. Um, yeah, uh, just want to be. I just want to his his name. His name is actually Ahmed. I know it's it's spelled Ahmed, but all the game announcers have. And everyone I've heard announce his name, uh, I guess because of the pronunciation, it's Ahmed. But just... word. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, Zach Moss, are you dropping him? Um, no, I'm not. No, I mean, did, what did he have? Two rush attempts on Sunday. Uh, I think so. I mean, not like yeah. I'm not really sure. Uh, it's tough. 
I mean, for Wayne Gallman, seven rush maybe, attempts yeah. for twenty yards. Yeah. For for Wayne Gallman, I'm dropping a lot of guys because he's going to get I fifteen drop, plus touches. I think I would drop him for all the running backs that you pretty much named. At least all the three guys that went on IR, all their backups: Duke Johnson, Kalen Balage, Dwayne Wayne Gallman. I would drop Zach Moss to pick those guys up. Yeah, Duke Johnson's probably on though. I mean, rostered every, a lot. Of yeah, Duke Johnson's been rostered because a lot of people drafted him and they've been holding him and and all that stuff. So he, yeah. he's he's most likely rostered. But uh, if okay, where would you be between Duke Johnson and Wayne Gallman? Um, that's tough. Uh, I probably. I mean, I just you know, just based off the volume, I'm. A, I mean, they both gain volume, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lean towards Wayne Gallman. Just I think he's higher likely to score touchdowns at this point. Yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, I think. It, so I think if I'm um, standard or half point, yeah, Wayne Gallman would be the guy. If it's full point, though, I think the converse Then we'd have a conversation about Duke Johnson just because the volume of of routes that that they're running. Um, but yeah, all right, man. Let's 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 cap this one here, man. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Hope that you enjoyed it. Hope that you are still in it and uh, continue to just stay locked in. Continue to uh, you know work the waiver wire, make those moves, find those edges to get these wins, uh, and just make sure you're locked in with us. And uh, hopefully, we'll deliver you to some chips. Uh, with that being said, everybody, thank you for listening. If you could take the time, rate, review the pod, that would definitely uh, help a long way. And then if you could also um go ahead give us a follow on twitter and instagram at ff diagnostics follow greg on instagram at we underscore made it and then follow me on twitter and instagram at jr football nerd have a good one everybody and we are out yeah